Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we all get the representation that we have been craving and some of us never knew we needed uh, because Miss Marvel has finally dropped on Disney+. And we are going to talk about episode one, Generation Y. All that and more of this is that we have no control over her. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And in our third chair today, we have Zuhair Ali. How you doing, Zuhair? Hello, hello. Assalamu alaikum. Yali madad. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, you've been dro- dropping on all the uh, uh, draft and fantasy league episodes lately, and we're just happy to have you on this uh, this here. Uh, you have a, uh, you know, uh, sort of... Uh, cultural connection to this and I was really excited that you were so excited for this show um, how was your experience first episode did um, when they had the first featurette at the Disney event last year that managed to make me tear up so you can only imagine like the effect that this first episode had um, and then it also depends what part of me you're asking like the Marvel fanboy loved it the mm-hmm. animation podcaster loved it the oh, yeah. Pakistani Muslim loved it like every facet of mine was just so just just in love with this like her character the delivery um, just the incorporation of culture and it's like taking the best parts of Bollywood and just having like the Disney love added to it like mm-hmm. man all of it just it's so relatable, like the the emotional parts really hit, and yeah, the family didn't. interaction stuff really hits, and it's a whole level of emotion <laughs> that the MCU just provides. And like I'm, I'm getting like emotional talking about it now. It's just it's so exciting that they actually took this path because there's a lot of Indian representation, which is fantastic. But like the fact that these are actual Pakistani Muslim characters you know having so many similarities with the culture and the uh for better or worse the culture stuff that i grew up with that's mm-hmm. actually on screen on such a big platform is amazing <laughs> that's amazing dude i, I was amazing. fighting so hard to not like interject with so you're you're really like positive on the uh, the parental disappointment right <laughs> i relate to it <laughs> i wanted to give the poor girl a hug afterwards god <laughs> same same on so many levels the, the one line that really got me was when her mom was like um you know the thing like she was sitting there staring in the mirror and she was thinking she needed to be more modest for other reasons not necessarily just for modesty purposes but she was a little ashamed of her body and like that was a really relatable moment and she starts to put the um what's that called the thing that she puts around her waist uh, dupata, but that means scarf. Scarf. Okay. I was going to say a scarf, but I thought there was a name for the, when you put it around the waist. Dupata. Dupata. Um, so she puts the dupata around her waist, uh, ties it off, and right as she's doing that, her mom walks in, and then her mom says, you're not going to wear these, be scantily clad like all these little girls, all these skimpy outfits like all these other girls. That's not you. And like... There was just this fa- there was amazing piece of acting from Miss Marvel act- actress, and she's just like, you can tell that the, that's not you, the mother being very suppressive and being like, it's not that she wanted to be skimpy, but she doesn't want to be told who she is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she yeah. really, really bristled at that, but at the same time, it's just she's been beaten down, like she's been told who she is her whole life, and she wants yeah. to be herself. And I think we all relate to that. It's amazing that that part of it was after the shopping scene 
because you got to mm-hmm. see like the oh, random yeah. other auntie that comes in and they're just gossiping about people that are just in their community and stuff. So you understand that it's like it's not even just your immediate family that's judging you. It's your whole community. It's your dad's cousin's you know, brother-in-law's son that's, you know, judging you without even knowing who you are. So the guilt trip that's held by immigrant parents is that, hey, we brought you over from this country so that you could succeed. So any indication that you could go against that is like, you know, shame on us. So, yeah, it's it's an affront. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have to be perfect to everybody and the communities and the families are so huge that the impact of like it's not even like it's not even that she's worried just about her daughter but she's worried about how the family is like portrayed to everybody else because you have like this perfect muslim son and then the wacky daughter yeah Mm -hmm. and did you notice in that scene when uh, the the other auntie played by the incomparable anjali bamani um (laughs) sorry just uh, she's She's great. Anyway, did you notice uh, before that auntie came in, the mom was like, no, this, she's not too short. This thing is too long. And then whenever the, the auntie came in and was like, they were, they were chatting and the auntie looks over and she's like, you're too short for that. Then her mom changed up to, yeah, yeah, you're too short for that. Uh, like her mom yeah. was defending her when it was just them. Yeah. But when, when someone else like, I guess that she respected or cared about the opinion of mm-hmm. said mm-hmm. you're too short for that. She was like, no, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Shaming. Well, and there's also oh. the line where she, she tells her she needs to look in the mirror a bunch today. Cause she wants her. I, I think that means she wants her to miss, stay, stay looking nice as she goes to school. And then the dad tries to be like, you, d- you don't have to look in the mirror that much, you know, like, like it's not that important what you look, like. you know, and that's, that's tough. That's tough. That like pressure to be put together and look nice. And that was yeah. for the driving test. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're totally right. But they waited on that. They did they wait on that. talking about mirrors with no context. So I yep. was thinking the same thing. And I was like, oh, thank God. I still had that in my notes and I forgot about the reveal. <laughs> everything like everything that you're saying about the mirrors and like checking your appearance completely tracks and checks out. Right. But it was definitely about the driving yeah. test. I do think it was on purpose uh, that they waited on that reveal, though. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Like, I got that. I got that. I got that vibe for sure. They wanted the people to relate to cringe a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. To cringe at the way her mother was treating her, but also see the father as like sort of an ally in that moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am surprised at how much I felt represented in mm-hmm. this show. Yep. Like Me too. I said before we started, but ADHD Marvel podcaster is what she am is. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> like it was a surprising <laughs> amount of of relatability for for me like having gone through high school undiagnosed ADHD mm-hmm. and like watching her as soon as somebody starts talking about something that's like the same spiel you've heard over and over and over mm-hmm. again about you need to get your life together. You need to figure out everything right now. Cause it's junior year of high school. You're 16 and you need to figure out everything right now. Like first off, it's ridiculous, but you know, we as children in America hear that so much so early. And then those of us with that disorder, I'll I'll call it that with that condition, we just blank out. We check out because we know everything that's been said. We know that everything is going to be said. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. well, 
there's a butterfly. Uh, I could look at literally anything and be not paying attention to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And like, I just, oh, I felt it so hard. And then all of the, the, the shame from the family of like, we raise you better than this or yeah. like, you need to focus on you. You need to, to figure yourself out. Like, no, no, mom, you're, this is, this is not how you handle this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like you need to get the child to a therapist. Like all of these things, the the hyperfixation on the thing that the that she loves and the distractibility and the daydreaming, like all of these things, like that ticks so many boxes. Yeah. Like, you know, like I'm not, I'm I'm no therapist and I can't diagnose a fictional character, but it definitely seems like she has some similar uh symptoms to the ADHD that I have. Yeah. And then like yeah. I definitely felt that. Uh and it felt very uh it, it did. It felt very uh seen. I think like the entirety of uh the fan community is going to be seen by this show and like us specifically as pod as, as lovers of and podcasters and ADHD people. And then zoo, you have all that cultural context. Like this, another thing I was really thinking about is this is such a, we've, we've talked a lot about how are they going to start the next phase of Marvel and how are they going to introduce new people to Marvel characters without, you know, them watching 23 movies, 24, 25, 26, whatever it is now. Mm hmm. This is so perfect. It is a girl who's a great age for kids to be excited. And she's a fan of these other characters. And so she is telling us about the, you know, the battle of earth. And then she's telling us about captain Marvel. She's telling us about captain America. Um, It is just so wonderful to see like, a great idea play out that way. Cause it's, it's a really wonderful show The like, it's a great, like pop fantasy sitcom. Like it's really, really wonderful, but it also functions as a miss Marvel's going to tell us about the Marvel universe and what it's like. Cause she's a fan yeah. of it. And then she can, they could literally have her th- just travel through the movies, meeting all the characters and saying, Oh my gosh, I know I heard about when you did it and that like catches up these younger folks that are on her train, you know, like it's just yeah. such a smart, smart way to be. And you notice the cat, they, 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 of course they threw in Hulk, Iron Man, Thor, um, excited about the reference points, by the way. Um, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> not going to talk about it. <laughs> not going to talk about it. It's That's so, a different episode. <laughs> basically everything's maxed out on most of the characters, but, um, oh, yeah. But also, they focused on two, and it was, they had a lot of Doctor Strange in there, and they had a lot of Captain Marvel, and those are two characters that are still around, they're still in the universe, and I think they're trying to make sure we know, like, hey, look, it's these characters, they're, you know, they're making sure people who don't know these characters get to know these characters, and I think that's so smart. Riding off of both of those points, one of the important things about that opening scene is that we have been looking at these heroes from the perspective of like somebody watching a movie, right? Like we see these heroes going through what they're going through. Kamala explaining her perspective shows how much exposure of like the events of the Avengers has actually been out to the world. Yeah. Because, and her specifically saying that Ant-Man has been on podcasts and stuff was super crucial because it's like, how is the public getting this information? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they don't see what we see as viewers. So I think that was a really important thing to show, like, hey, the heroes are interacting 
with the, the media world. they yeah. are unveiling their identities they are getting involved like with communities and stuff and if if you had asked me this about like in phase two I would wonder, like, when would the public have ever seen Thor unless they happened to be at one of the incidents, or Hulk, or Ant-Man? Like, that's a very important thing to establish, is that the world and the community actually talk about the events, and they have, like, debriefs and all that stuff. So I thought that was really cool. I think that introduces a, uh, like, that that part about Ant-Man especially, or Scott Lang being on uh, on the podcast... It introduces a fun idea, in my opinion, of people out in the world of the MCU may not necessarily have the right information mm-hmm. about events or, or things because... What are you talking about? Caps we, on the moon. We can't necessarily <laughs> rely on, or we can't trust the, re- the reliability of the narrator. Mm-hmm. Like we can't necessarily trust Scott remembering everything absolutely perfectly. Sure, yeah. yeah. I love that opening scene. It's basically animated with you know little uh, little drawings that she has. It's so freaking good. Yeah, Zoo. Zoo's just partying over there because it's such, yeah. it's such a cool style of animation going on there. It's like like almost like chalk art looking little it's things. It's like chalk stop motion. Yeah, how cool is that? I loved it. It was so beautiful and the art was amazing. And you know, it's just like a kid doodling all of this. I love yeah. it so much. It's so great. And it's all like, looks like it's going on her like YouTube channel or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just so yep. good. Yep. Um, but she's telling the story and she's like, I've collected this over all the podcast appearances of Scott. Lang. Oh, yeah. Like she's, she's been, been doing research. Together. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I've been doing my own research. Yeah. See, that's, that's the thing. That's I'm doing my own research. That, that oh man, that, uh, that opening sequence served so many purposes all at once. Like it established, or rather, it was a bit of exposition for people who, you know, may not necessarily remember everything or haven't been caught up on everything. It established that she is one of us, that she's a fangirl, the exact same as the rest of us. Uh, and it, it helped to also establish just how much of a fangirl she is mm-hmm. and, and show that like, she's doing these these videos these podcasts these whatever else like she's putting stuff out there she's creator of that sort of thing like us and then it also helps to kind of establish like what information is available to the public for for people to you know because it's not like it's not like she was recording the the video or the podcast or anything saying like this is some super secret intel i'm gonna bring you in on uh, yeah. i've i found this out from my sources i've been scouring right, right, right. the ruins yeah. or anything <laughs> she's like i I, re- I literally read the news yeah. and i'm recounting it here she feels like she's an insider like all this research i've done by podcast appearances but she's just a 16 year old girl listening to podcasts i I often feel like i have inside information about like you know whatever podcast i listen to but i'm but i'm one of millions of people probably listening to that same podcast you know mm-hmm. um and it's just yeah it, it's very funny um and this thing she thinks she's going to have the best costume she shows up there's a lot of girls dressed as captain marvel you know and it's it it yeah it's it's like she's a fan and she's realizing there's this bigger world of fans and it's it's super fun man i love it i love it so much and speaking of the animation by the way those animated things that are happening along the buildings oh, oh yes so much, to say. <sighs> so much go for it Zoot. so it's actually related to what we were we're talking about before um when we were talking about the whole adhd thing 
when that was happening, I was like, how am I supposed to focus on the animation her at the same time? Like, yeah, this isn't no way. working. But then <laughs> what cracked me up was when she just rode her bike, like in the middle of a basketball game to show yep. like how into it, like her and uh, Bruno both were. I was like, oh yeah, she's, she's definitely, that's awesome. She doesn't have the attention span. Like she's so locked into her thought process of like what mix and match hero that she can do that she's just yep. like interrupting this game and like could possibly just gotten knocked out with the ball at that point and like that part yeah. was just awesome like everything that we discussed was literally compiled in that one scene <laughs> yep yeah that was i mean yep. that's that hyper focus of you know adhd brain mm-hmm. like nothing else matters except for this thing that i am fixated on <laughs> yep i god i get it i'm there i've been there i've been there so many times mm-hmm. one of the things that i absolutely loved was the um like incorporating the emojis from their text conversation like between yes. her and bruno incorporating those emojis into all of the neon signs that were all yes. over the buildings mm-hmm. and just like, like uh like paint on the road and stuff like that like yeah that yeah so it's very incorporated to the environment i was like this is genius it so was genius. so great it reminded me a lot this the, this experimental nature of this and i don't know what they're drawing inspiration from there may be something that's a little more indie that has done Comic something books. Like, like well obviously but like all I, of them <laughs> i don't know if something's done something similar but this reminded me of as experimental and in a similar way as into the spider-verse like all the stuff happening oh, yeah. around, you know like mm-hmm. uh, the text happening around as things go and like different things he's thinking happening in his head yeah and like when the bagel hits the guy in the head and it's yeah, like bagel, bagel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you don't want to have like the sitcom stereotype of people like always showing up at other people's doors like we text a lot we talk on the phone right not as much but we text a lot yeah so it's yep. like how do you make that creative how do you make that stand out from instead of just mm-hmm. having the green and blue text bubbles so for them to like really think of that and have a texting scene intriguing mm-hmm. was yep. very impressive because it's yeah one of those things like I've, I, that's one of those things i pay attention to of like how texts are distributed in like modern media because it's such an important form of communication. So like the fact that people are finding niches, but this one just stood out to the extent that it did. Like, this is awesome. It's yeah. almost like if it yep. didn't have the sound, like the whoosh of a message coming in, I'd be like, are they texting? Cause I'm like looking around, I was like, what message am I missing right now? What emoji am I missing? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we talked a lot about this and Ashley, you know, she tends to like the adult stuff and we were, she, I think she's like, yeah, this is more, you know, probably more a family show, not as much her thing. Um, the thing that I found, and yes, it's definitely family oriented. It's family friendly, but like, it does not feel like a kid's show. Like it doesn't feel like a Disney channel show. It feels yeah. to me like one of the sort of like fantasy sitcoms that you see. It feels like scrubs or uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist or um, Ally McBeal, where you've got these sort of fantastical elements. It's very rhythmic, like everything's moving quickly. Yeah. Everything's set to music a lot of times. When they opened mm-hmm. with that weekend song, I was like, yeah, I'm into this, man. That got me hyped yep. right away. That and all the, the old school Bollywood songs on the cutscenes in the market, like those mm. equally made me happy. But Never Have oh, I Ever man. was another one that really made me think of that because yes it's about an indian girl and Sorry. She's, it's very that's it's like they took the best parts of that and we're just like marvelify it <laughs> yep yep well i mean that that was the first one that i thought of is that you know it it's high school kids especially a high school yeah. girl especially a, a high school girl from foreign parents like or rather non-american parents but like 
it it fits like it's that it's it's that high school experience problem but then because we're marvelifying it it's like oh also uh, avengers are a thing they're all it's, mm-hmm. it's right there she's got posters on her wall of all of them and i'm like oh my god i yeah. would have done exactly that in high school if avengers had come out at that time like, <laughs> if, if, there, uh, if this existed then iron man came out when i was in high school stop calling us old stop it zoo god um, <laughs> i try to relate to the experience okay <laughs> there was a co-op uh one of the like college co-ops that has started working for us this semester at my the company that i work for and he said i was just graduating from preschool when iron man came out and i was like ah! God, replace my hip, why don't you? Uh. <laughs> like, ouch. <laughs> That's pretty And then painful. I like, proceeded to tell the story of like that opening night for Iron Man, like being three years out of high school. Uh, I thought that it was a fine idea to leave the theater, go get food, and go right back to the theater at midnight because I was an adult. Well, why not? Uh, being out of college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right being three years out of college from no i think i was just finished college oh man either way like god replace my hip why don't you so 2008 i think i was yeah i think i was a freshman you know what's telling about this uh this show we've talked about how much fun it is we've talked about how much fun we've had we've talked about the experience with the characters and all this. we haven't even mentioned her powers so like that's a that's a huge positive in my book because like the show stands without it being a superhero show. The show is just good. I care about the characters. Like that's what matters. That's what makes a superhero show able to work. And yes, yeah, she only used them a little bit this episode, but like it is such a strong indicator that this is going to be a well done show that we're like just gushing about the characters and the way the show is done and everything else, you know? Yep. Mm, so good. And like, even, even after the powers were revealed, even after the power reveal and the, the initial thing, they went right back to, Oh, by the way, family and disappointed parents. And like, you lied to me. God, mm-hmm. you, even though you knew that it would betray me, you still went out and did it. And I was like, Oh, oh dad. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, I've done that. Speaking of the Hulk, speaking of his dad, oh, the Hulk, man, the, the, Hulk, right? the Hulk costumes were amazing. I would absolutely be that man's little Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Jumped in and said, Chuck the fuck that. I was like, oh my God. Like that just hyped me up even more. That's kind of like, <laughs> let's get it. Like when you're about to do something and you're hype up. Like when I give my mom good news, like she like yells that or like types it in a text. Chuck the fuck that. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so the fact that he said that when he came in, like made me so happy. But man, that whole scene reminded me of, uh, do you guys remember the Goofy movie? Yes, when, very like, yeah. well. Way oh, too well, man. to be honest. Goofy wanted to take Max, and he just threw the yep. toy from the mm-hmm. amusement park out. Like, that broke my heart, and that gave me very similar vibes. I'm like, dude, if I, I'm 29, and my dad has never been that involved with, like, stuff that I just geek about. Like, the fact that he dressed up for you, and if I could have a Shelvara Gummies version of superhero suits, like, mm-hmm. I would wear that to every freaking wedding and absolutely and party, like, that I could, like, that's the only set that I need. So, man, I was like, like, I get that you are a Miss Marvel fan. I get that you are like a teenager and it was a coming of age thing. But it was one of the scenes like, dude, 
he went hard for you. He went really like, and then he was like, Barda Hulk, Chuti Hulk. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. Yes, right? go, please go. Well, see, and that's why I think that mirror misdirect is so important at the beginning because like they sort of do this thing with the, the that mirror discussion where they make you think the mom is like really judgmental for a second. And then she, and then they bring it back to sort of normal, but it's like, she still feels, she feels very like judged and like she's, she's trying really trying to push her parents away. But obviously I think the arc of the show is going to be learning to accept your heritage and your family and like drawing strength from it and not, you know, not being oppressed by it, but also not pushing it totally away, you know? And then you want to know what the origin of her nanny is too. Like what did yeah. her mom experience yes. from her mom that she's like very against it? Because she recognized that bangle. She did. Yeah, so there's actually a did. differentiation. So Nani, like like the title is specific to how you're related to them. So Nani is always like on the mother's side and Dadi is always like on the dad's side. So the fact that she says Nani is specifically her mom's mom. Yeah. And Ooh. she says, when she's talking about the Nani, at the very end, she says, um, I've seen what happens when people get obsessed with their fantasies. Mm-hmm. And it really makes me wonder, like what like what happened with her nani in this is bracer or whatever yeah when after the whole car incident at the beginning too like when kamala started spacing out like that's the same thing her mom was saying she was like this is all my fault like i used to be like my genetics i'm like huh she specifically mentioned it's my genetics she said Mm. it's my genetics not not our not dad you and i did both did bad here (laughs) it was it wasn't that it was it's my genetics. Hmm. Her mom's got PTSD from something. Uh, and yep. she's trying to protect her daughter from that. And it's, you know, she apparently apparently didn't didn't enough because she's got the bracers yeah. now. And now I think she's, uh, you know, and, you know, it's I love this kind of story where, like, you think it's all about the daughter, but it sounds like the mother has some issues, too, that she needs mm-hmm. to work through. And I, yep. I have a feeling she's going to be, like, you know, coming to terms with who her mother was and stuff yeah. like that. Mm. And in regards to, like, origin story, I find it fascinating, like, how they did AvengerCon. Like, I don't read comics, but I know enough to know that there's always an incident at an AvengerCon. Oh, funny. So, the fact that they had comics, um, the Avengers video game started off like that. Yep. And then this did it, but to a much smaller scale than, you know, all of San Francisco blowing up. And because (laughs) they're not doing Terrigen Crystals, I like that her powers actually look like Terrigen Crystals. Yeah, hmm. so they're incorporating it without directly having to take that route, and uh, from a design and animation perspective, that is a great choice. Like, I love the way that that looked. So uh, when she put the when she put it on, right when she put the the bangle on, like the the thing went up her arm, across her shoulders, and down the other arm, and then it looked like she fell back into another world or at least a, an alternate view of the world around her and then fell out of that and into this world. That kind of says to me, that's the same thing as the, the Terra Genesis, right? Mm-hmm. Where like she gets put into a different place, you know, inside the cocoon of the Terra Genesis cocoon. Mm. And then coming out of that, it's sort of like the, the baptism and rebirth, right? Hmm. But she's getting reborn as this hero or you know person with powers whatever because she put the thing on and it's like it interacted with her much the same way that the terragenesis and the terragen crystals interact with someone of an inhuman bloodline mm-hmm. mm. i love it i love that yeah. they that they went for that that way 
And like, not only does do the do the powers kind of like resemble a crystalline structure, but like the way that that the the structure like lengthened out of her hand, like came away from her hand and stretched out to catch the girl. Oh yeah, like yeah. absolutely brilliant yeah. way to do that. Like to do the the crystalline and cosmic and whatever the like the light to reference her comic book powers to reference her comic Mm -hmm. book powers and the Mm -hmm. you know the the stretchiness the embiggening if you will (laughs) (laughs) yeah we have enough stretchy superheroes this is a nice twist on that yeah 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 Um, I love that they had the party at Camp Lehigh that was super fun it said. It said the home of Captain America, and I was like, actually, wouldn't it be the birthplace of Captain America? He lived in New York. Uh, <laughs> like, I was one of those um, actually kind of nerds in that moment. <laughs> so, like, for me, I will always watch something for the first time, trying not to pause, and I won't watch with subtitles. So, as it was going, one of the frames that I caught was, it was... A chibi of Captain America pointing at his ass, and the dialogue just says, "Like you're, you're welcome, welcome, America." <laughs> yep, that one was my favorite. That was so good. There was Man. so much in in Avengers. There was so much just in the episode, but there was so much in actual Avengers Con, and there was so much random stuff in her thought of the plan of attending Avengers Con. Mm-hmm. And they looked very different. Yeah. Yep. She was actually in, like, Carol Danvers' suit. Yeah, yeah. And, like, her interpretation of it was, like, Bruno looks exactly like Tony Stark. He's got the Edith glasses on. Yeah. Like, everybody has a perfect costume. It looks like just a, a rager of a party. And then, like, when it actually happens, it's it's a bunch of cosplay nerds doing cosplay. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Dude, Bruno was such a gem. Like you so can good. tell how so how in tune with the family he is. Like he's helping the uncle like set up the technology and stuff. Uh, Auntie has like food and stuff prepared for him to take out. This is how in tune with culture it is that I'm not even calling them by their names. Like I feel like I'm being disrespectful by not calling them uncle and auntie, but I'm talking about <laughs> their parents. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, and the fact that he actually says Urdu and Pakistan properly. Like he didn't say Pakistan, he said Pakistan, and I was like good for you kid like you're actually yep. learning and like he tried to say um i think he said like turn off the lights or something in order to turn on the lights like, yeah it's like wow good for you yeah yep. that was yep. impressive that, that was that was really cool because there was even the one person in the hallway scene that called her like camila or something like that and she was like mm-hmm. i guess that's my name mm-hmm. yeah that was the uh the pe coach it's mm-hmm. like you know good to see you're not bruising after that dodgeball incident yeah, and then yeah. she you, you know she's Oof. gonna have to play dodgeball with her powers at some point right like that oh, yeah feel, that feels like what's gonna happen do you can other yeah i guess other people can see the light she's producing I was just wondering, yeah, I was wondering if that was, like, I was trying to think of why her mother would have these negative associations with Nani and stuff, and I was wondering if that was, like, in her imagination, like, when she caught the girl or whatever, could everyone see her hand reach out, or was that just her? Well, yeah, uh, you they know? caught it on, on video. Yeah. Right, that's right. They yeah. caught it on video. Well, no, they, uh, they didn't show the B. hand part. Did they show the hand part on the video? Uh, it was, it was kind of scrambly. Yeah. They showed her when she was, like, zapping the room or whatever. Yeah. Um, Court OB said in the chat something that like I would love to talk about the possibility of. Uh, the mom rejected the cuff and chose to marry, but uh, 
what if, or I think that was in reference to somebody else saying it, can't okay. find who said it, I'm sorry, but uh, what if the mom tried to put the cuff on and like it rejected her, like she didn't get the powers from it, mm. like her, like possibly it like feels like it's a generation it's possible it feels to me like she whatever happened with her mother drove her to be very uh anti whatever's going on here so it seems to me like it's probable she made the decision but i don't know yeah i mean it could be that she made the decision but i it might be it's probably a better story that she made the decision of like, you know, I don't want that life. Yeah, I don't want that superhero that. life uh, rather than like, I was denied, so I'm going to resent it. Mm-hmm. I say, or the family made the decision for her. Yeah. <gasps> oh, Zoo! Mm-hmm. If we're talking the toxic part of Pakistani culture, that's very likely. Oh, yeah. Zoo, you just hurt my heart so much. Yeah. I, and, and that definitely goes to the themes of you I know, don't want to be right. She might well it, it, it makes a lot of sense if she's turning around and then trying to tell her daughter who she is and she yeah. was told who she was and she was going yep. to be and now she's perpetuating that. And it's, you talked about the immigrant story of like bringing your kids over and then they if they deviate from the plan and that's the thing is like you make this plan and it's a generational plan to make your family successful and you mm-hmm. like the first part of the plan is getting the family here and then yeah. building like a business or doing whatever you need to do and then you have to count on the next generation to carry it on and then when they start just doing whatever they want it's like yeah. no 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 wait you don't get to make your own decisions this isn't part of the plan that i've been working on for 40 years yeah. or whatever you yep. you're going to be a doctor and that was one of those super relatable ones because me and my sister are flip-flopped in Amir and Kamala's roles in the sense that, like, I was, I came here from Pakistan when I was a kid. So growing up, like, I was kind of like the middleman between my family and, let's just say, the Western world. So growing mm. up, like, I was trying to understand American culture because I grew up with Pakistani culture. My sister was born here, so she grew up knowing the american stuff and one she's better at urdu than i am she uh like understands like the the cultures and the religions and the practices and stuff better than i do but she was she's younger than me and she was born here right and then she's in the medical field so it's like good for her but i was the joke that wanted to be a photographer and said in high mm. school like yeah i'm gonna go to school for photography so all my friends being in it engineering lawyer doctors whatnot like the community like all the aunties and uncles that I grew up with, like they just, they basically laughed at it. Like you're wasting your time. You're wasting your life being a photographer. Mm. And even now, like I've had my career for seven years now, like sugar, I'm doing very well in it, but like, I still get the, Oh, you're still doing the photography, huh? <laughs> Same, but real estate photographer, I'm an architecture <laughs> photography specialist, like respect <laughs> what I do. And it's just like the people who respect it, respect it. But I have to grow up with that of, like my sister is the clean and i'm not trying to say that she's perfect because obviously i know what she goes through behind the scenes and this and that but like she was like the 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 good kid of being in the medical field and being involved and i was the dweeb that like moved away from richmond and became a photographer and this and that so it's like that was one of those things that was like oh i feel (laughs) Mm, man yeah yeah and then one of my friends in the group chat just said hashtag brown people and he knows exactly what I'm talking about. So <laughs> thanks for listening, bud. <laughs> Man, that's uh, 
I, I, I relate to that in a, a strong way. I've gotten so many times from so many family members. You're too smart to be working in the restaurant industry. You're too smart for a truck driving job. I've held several jobs over the years, you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that it's that ADHD, like, I want to go do something else tendency. Um, mm-hmm. But I just constantly, you're too smart for whatever job I feel is lesser than, you know, yeah. whatever I think that you should be doing. And, like, uh, that just, it makes... It makes the show, it makes everything that Zoo was just saying, it makes all of these things so, so relatable and hits so hard. God, this show hits so hard. Yeah, it really does. And, and yeah, I really, I definitely relate to those, like, it, more societally, my parents, my parents were not very pushy about what I would do, but, you know, I'm a musician for a living, so there's definitely a lot. Of, like, I still, to this day, if I meet someone and I'm like, I'm a musician and podcaster, they're immediately <laughs> like, Really? Are you? Are you like? And then when you and I hung out for the first time, I was like, "Dude, it's amazing that you have a career as a musician." Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. you. I relate to you. Like, yeah, I'm super impressed that you're doing this. Same to you as a photographer, man. Like, that's it's hard to make a living as a doing art. It's just hard. And um, yeah, it's it's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> hard out here for a yeah whatever <laughs> for an um, artist real quick uh what did, with the sloth with wings was was that a was that a cultural thing was that a reference to something what's the sloth with wings was that just I think her it was just catchy okay that she, was, she has the stuffed her, animal well that was her um her youtube channel oh is that that was, was what it's called sloth with wings yeah oh, uh, it's something that. like that okay it's like uh She's also got oh, a yeah, she's got a big stuffed animal that I guess she cares about a lot because her dad picked on her or her dad or mom picked on her about it saying that or maybe it was a brother. It was uh, a brother. Yeah, the brother was like, yeah, you you seem like a baby or whatever. This is for a twelve year old and just throws it. Out. And yeah. also, who makes chai before going to bed? Like that's very heavily caffeinated, and you wake <laughs> up to that and you have your five o'clock chai break. Like, how did you take a sip of that and then go to sleep? Like, the, the, <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> But paratha for breakfast, I'm 100% down with. Mm. I don't think I know any of those things. Um. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're saying a lot of words right now, and I'm not getting them. (laughs) It's like if naan and a tortilla had a baby, Mm. that's paratha. Like, it's very flat, but it's still fluffy. Mm. And that's such a good breakfast. And just, like, hit that on the frying pan. Just have it with, like, plain yogurt. Nice. Ideal. And then chai is just tea. Sounds yeah. like a whole lot I've of had- carbs, and I don't, I don't need that in my life right now. <laughs> Same. I have a bunch in my freezer. Nice. Um, about uh, my fi- my two favorite jokes in the whole thing, and they just made me laugh really hard. Was the like when she's? I just really like her style of telling stories and how she just makes it. up a better world than she has. Talking about how much her family's just gonna be praising her for her life choices and stuff. And, oh, and, and they were all wearing the shirts that I love Kamala. Shirts. Yeah, they're all wearing I love Kamala. Shirts. And then then she goes to the thing in her in her dream in her fantasy, and she says, "I'm assuming it's made of real diamonds." And he's like, "It's not." <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know why that one got me really, really hard. And then uh, another one, which is, I guess, a similar pattern, was her dad being like, "Wait, you cannot leave. You have to listen to what I have to say about parrots. You have to listen yeah. to what I have to say about parrots." Then <laughs> she was like, "Nope," and then just walks away. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Talking specifically about that sequence of, you know, the here's what we're going to do, the the heist plan almost. Um, 
I love that when she's explaining the plan to Bruno, like we get to see what she expects of it. And, you know, they're like riding their bikes and like leaping off of the mm-hmm. bridge. He has commentary on what she's seeing. <laughs> yep. Well, no, no, like, no. She's drawn it. She's, she's yeah, showing yeah, him she's, a she's thing she's of drawing the drawings. It, on, it, it looks like she's drawing it everywhere like throughout the day almost yeah, but like right, it, but it ends on the on the chalkboard and like when he gives his final note on like so your plan is to take the bus like you see the chalkboard behind her is just full of this plan just like everything written out drawn out i, I love that he has commentary on it. it's like is that are we leaping onto a bus <laughs> like, <laughs> and then they get to the point where they're on the bridge and they look at each other like no and then just no. run down the stairs <laughs> yep mm-hmm. <laughs> you think my bike's gonna be there when we get back in jersey city point zero 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 one percent chance <laughs> it's really good it's good stuff i mean let's face it like with how good she is at editing for youtube and all the stuff on the board like she clearly needs to be a storyboarder when she grows up Right. Mm, yeah. Like she has an artistic career ahead of her easily. Well, that's, easily. That's what I love. You know, we've heard this uh, power kind of compared to Green Lantern's power a little bit. I don't. I don't know yeah. if it's going to be like that. I don't know if she's going to be able to actually like make things with it, or if it's just going to be like, uh, you know, she can apparently make a hand that grows out of her. Is she just going to have extensions of her body? Is she going to be able to form it into items? Like, what is she going to be able to do with this power? And, like, I wonder with that imagination that she has, is she going to be able to just, like, make a lot of cool things? Kind of like in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where you have to make some really weird shit, man. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. I thought I was going to get kicked off if I mentioned a DC character, so I'm glad you said it. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) I just want you to know I'm disappointed in you, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, thanks, man. Uh, I take that as a compliment from you. Um, We we have gone way longer than we normally do on a reaction cast because we had a lot of fun with this, but we do have a bunch of people writing in the chat, so I want to give them their due. Let's see. We got Court OB says, what got me in my feelings as both a child and a parent was her dad trying so hard to join her in her interests. And she hurt him so bad. I try for my kids 24-7 and feel that hurt at times. And I've seen my parents try with me, too. Mm. The strongest memory that I have of knowing how hard my mom actually tried is when I was in college, I was telling both my parents about, like, some uh, Blu-rays that I ordered. Mm -hmm. And my mom called me to say that. My dad called her and was like, why are you letting him spend money on like, like, why is he wasting money on stuff like that? And her response, I'll never forget. She was like, he's in college. Everybody, he could be out like drinking or doing drugs or something. He's at home watching superhero movies. Mm-hmm. If that's what he's spending his money on. I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> as she yeah. should be, as she yeah. should be. Oh, man, that reminds me of what the mom was saying about when like, she was giving the conditions for, like, I know that there's going to be a bunch of this kind of stuff at your Avengers party. You know, don't argue with me. I know that there's going to be this, you know... All this haram stuff. Yep. All, all this, this haram, haram. Yep. yep. And, which, is, uh, which is, like, sinful behavior, right, in, yeah. in, in yeah. Uh, yeah. Muslim culture. So, basically, she's like... I know that this is happening. I know that this is going to happen. You can't argue with me. Mm-hmm. This is this is how it is. But we're going to implement a couple of checks to to keep you in or like to protect you. Gosh, she said I'm trying to protect you from yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
God. Um, it's rough. But then, you know, her dad jumps in all painted green and stuff. And Man, yeah, I felt <sighs> so bad for the dad getting turned down there. It's so bad. Oh. Well, the dad didn't even get a chance to, like, talk at that point because she just ran upstairs after all the nose. It was after Amir talked to them that the whole Hulk scene happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the dad get, didn't get a chance to be like, well, what if, <laughs> like, what if I'm a good dad? Like, what if I'm a supportive parent? For no. he was <laughs> he, for he was trying so hard that that green paint doesn't come off easy. I'm sorry. He got that in his ears, uh, man. Yep. Yeah, man. I did that for uh, this year's Stranded Panda Halloween on Twitch, and it did not look good. But that green stayed on me for days. Um, <laughs> I, I need a line of superhero shellarkamis. And every bit of merch that was at Avengers Con needs to be in Disney's shop within the next six weeks. So that is a failed opportunity. <laughs> within the yep. next six hours. Do it now. <laughs> yeah, I need it now, Marvel. Where is it? I want that. You're welcome, America. <laughs> <laughs> I want that as much as I want the Shalar Cummies. <laughs> yes. All right. We got to run through these pretty quick. Uh, Ethical Panda says uh, her being a fan reminded me of the boys in that it gets into the celebrity culture round uh superheroes yeah yeah that checks absolutely. out absolutely it's speaking of it reminding him of a horrible show that is terrible and you should not compare to the sweet sweet miss marvel um <laughs> just kidding i love the boys but it's 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 out there on the uh you know hard to watch sometimes side um <laughs> but especially uh, Especially if you're trying to compare it to this show. Yeah, no, that's uh, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like no. this show's TVPG. The boys is not. The boys is not. It's very not. Yeah. For those listening, the second he said the comparison of the boys, like my eyes got wide, my jaw just dropped. Like, where is this going? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't get Kamala near that. There's way too much haram in the boys, okay? Way too much haram. <laughs> You want to know her arm? Watch the boys. <laughs> That's all the stuff that Auntie's worried about. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, uh, one of the things that this show reminded me of in the middle of it that made me uncomfortable was when um, when Kamala sits on the bed and she falls. They did that camera movement where the camera followed with her body, you know, falls yeah. with her. And that is straight out of Euphoria. And I don't know if you guys have watched Euphoria, but it's just like a, on my list. It's just like a drug and sex fueled high school show. But like oh, yeah. that's oh, like yeah. someone does drugs and they fall into the bed, you know, and it's like that mm. same sort of fall sideways thing. And I was like, no, don't think about Euphoria during the show. It's different, different kind of high school. She's high on Terrigen. Yeah, true, Oof. true, true, true. Oof. All right, up next, we have CS Strong 007 says, uh, her giving the recap of an in-game battle, I think, shows us how much is known about the battle by the public. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. There was quite a few people in the chat talking about how, like, a f that's how Ant-Man ended up in the musical, was because he's the one telling all the stories. So of course, he, like, inserted himself <laughs> in the story he wasn't <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. Oh, I hope I'm sorry so. about giving credit to who said it, but... Oh, that's you can amazing. Speak up or just know that I see you. <laughs> good idea. That's a great idea. You are seen. I'd love it if we get the next Avengers movie and he's like a celebrity because he's the one that's willing to talk. <laughs> Everyone else is like, no, I do it for the whatever. Like, and he's like a criminal who like has no money. Yeah. And he's like, no, I got to make money somehow. I'm a celebrity now. He's, he's not a criminal. He's an ex-con. I'm sorry. But he also. How dare you? He's willing to crime when he needs to. Okay. 
when he was the, technically when a criminal, criminal in a, a criminal civil war. A criminal. <laughs> that little criminal. Yeah. I mean, he's a criminal of reputation right now. If he's like yeah. putting himself in situations he <laughs> contributed Truth. to. Oh. Oof. Truth. Well, <laughs> in fairness, though, in fairness, Battle of New fair. York, right? Battle of New York. He wasn't there in Avengers 2012, but he was there yeah. as of Avengers Endgame. So he was technically present during those events as far as the timeline is concerned. Mm. After yeah, he's just telling everybody true. that he was at everything. When he well, and he there. was. He was there. So maybe he's told stories about his time at that battle. Maybe. And then he's been like, uh, I mean, time travel didn't exist. I was just there. I was just there. Time travel's classified. I was just or, there. I happened to be there. So it's like become it, a thing. <laughs> it's yeah. It's either that or like he's telling the story and they're like, N- no, he didn't time travel. He was just there. Like, I'm just going to assume you were there because time travel doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Teach Ash says, what is the difference between her TV show and comic book powers? In the comic book, she's basically Mr. Fantastic. She can stretch. Um, and we don't really know much about her TV show powers, except for it seems like it's manifesting light or, or crystals lined versions of mm-hmm. objects that she's thinking of. Her That's good. story That's good. in the video game was really good. So if you're a mm-hmm. gamer, go play the Avengers game and you'll see. I mean, you have to learn how to use her powers in the game. So Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the game's a great way to learn. about. It's obviously not the comic book version, but about her powers, at least. Um, yeah. uh, Ethical Panda, again, says, talking about animation and earlier discussion, please tell me you noticed that the Captain Marvel animation had her zooming away with a full-on pride rainbow. Mm. There was a lot of pride representation in this episode. Like I saw all of that, yeah. At I Avengers for- Con. I, you know, I, I don't know if I don't know anything about Kamal Khan's sexuality at all in the comics, uh, but there was a moment between her and that influencer girl. And I think I, I, after we found out she was an influencer, I think it was just her being a, a, a fangirl or like being like, oh, I don't know how to talk to this person. But it seemed like Kamala might have a thing for her for a second. I was like, oh, I think it was just like they used to be sort of friends. And oh, really? Yep. Right after that, she said her mom used to take us to school. Oh, yeah. I didn't get that. They were trying to ask her for a ride, but it's a thing like when you were all awkward in middle school, it yeah. was okay to hang out. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. for the sake of explaining stereotypes, like one's quote unquote pretty and the other's dorky. So it's sure. like, there it is. Different, different clicks. Yeah, we grew sadly. apart. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure they'll be friends when they're in their like late 20s when one has like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> yep. She'll have her crypto or whatever. Um, Avon calling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See a strong double uh, says, did Nani send the bands hoping for Kamala to get them? Ooh. So. Mm. Yeah. Did, did Nani send the bands? Did, do we know if Nani is still alive? Was, did they inherit him? What did they say? She I didn't sent hear. a box of her old stuff. Yeah. Like the mom was saying, this is, you know, she's. I wish I wish I could say that it's just her age doing this, but she's always been this way. She's trying to give up, or she's trying to give away all of her junk before she dies. Yeah, but like <laughs> the the way that she perceived it was fascinating because it was like, look what your nani sent, and then as soon as she saw the the bangle, she was like, oh yeah, look at her, just it's all just crap, just throw it upstairs. Well, she mm-hmm. did say she's trying to give away all of her junk before seeing the bangle. And like she, she called it junk kind of nonchalantly, 
Yeah, she was like, yeah, you're 90 cent all this. But then when she saw the bangle, it was mm-hmm. very direct, very pointed. That is junk. Grabbed yeah. it from her that real fast. That is absolutely junk and took it from her. Mm-hmm. But her, uh, her red dupatta was in that too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I, that's great. That's a great <sighs> catch, Zoo. Um, did we know Scott Lang had a podcast? I don't think he has a podcast. It said he he's all of his podcast appearances. So I'm assuming that yeah. means he's a guest. And then he also said, uh, get him and Louise together. And that would be gold. I oh, agree. man. And then Ethical Panda says, I think the uh, rainbow was a comment on Cap Marvel's sexuality, not Kamala's. That is very possible. That's fair. That's that's there's potential there. I, I I know there's been speculation about that. I don't know if that's I don't know. Again, I know nothing about the comics versions of these characters' sexuality. <laughs> I was so close to stepping up on a soapbox, being like, "It doesn't fucking matter." That's what I was saying. I was like, "I'm just I'm keeping my mouth shut on that." Obviously, it doesn't, and no judgment. I'm just curious what they what they're trying yeah, no, to no, say no, no. with it's, the things. They they put it on the screen. I didn't actually see it, so I couldn't. I didn't catch it. My it doesn't matter is like from the in-universe personal perspective of like why do you care what her sexuality is yeah that's her if she likes you if she likes you then move on with your fucking life Uh, right but well it can it can matter intensely to the story especially like relating to your parents and immigrant parents and like trying to fit into cult different cultures and all that stuff so it can matter but it's just well i'm sure i'm not gonna try to guess what somebody's sexuality is like when it when they speak out on it they speak out on it when they have the perfect that you know it's just yeah Right. I don't care what the comic origin was because this is a show. Like they're drawing stuff, but the character's gonna evolve how they evolve, they make the choices they make, and the story's gonna carry on however they decide. But it's not for me to sit here and be like, Well, this happened, so I think she swings that way and that happened, so I think this yeah. is a preference. Like when we find out, we find out. Like there's so much sure. stuff to talk about. That's not something I want to divert my attention to, if that makes sense. Right. And I'm sorry if that's like offensive in any way, but let's just that that doesn't factor for me like yeah there's there's so much beautiful stuff that we saw in this episode and i'm just more yeah yeah she, yeah the stuff know, that you know about happens from going on just happens then That's yeah yeah that a concern now yeah. i hear that i hear that i i think it's it's i don't think there's anything wrong discussing it but i don't i hear you that like we don't know anything yet and yeah. I, and and uh, that was a miss if anything it was a misdirect with the with the girl from her childhood or whatever because i did not yeah. he- i didn't hear they say that they were childhood friends but speaking of carol danvers though in the beginning her little animation of like when she was talking about her experience in endgame like she had long hair i was like she didn't have long hair in endgame and it went through like all these different haircuts i was like oh i love that yeah i love that too <laughs> and while while captain marvel was shifting haircuts she like kamala was saying and she looked great doing it yep Yep. Mm-hmm. That was, that was like, so cute. Okay. I it. All right. I'm down. <laughs> I love it. I just love it. She's such a fangirl and I, I love it so much. And I cannot <laughs> wait to see uh see more from her. Um, all right, guys. Well, that is gonna be all for tonight's podcast. We are gonna be back on Sunday night. Um with with more uh, what do we say five o'clock central on sunday and we're going to do yep. a feedback episode so send in your feedback to mcucast at gmail.com try to get it to us by saturday or so so we can make sure to get it all uh rounded up and ready for the sunday podcast um yeah we're excited to talk about this show more uh zoo where can they find your stuff Animation Deliberation, the podcast where we take action animation seriously, but not too seriously. You got a little taste of like my animation uh, perspective in this. 
Uh, we are currently, actually this week is the last episode for Young Justice. So if you want to flip over the DC side of things, we also have Lightyear coming up. And yeah. we also yep. have our third interview in the books. Uh, we are planning that out right now. So uh, keep an eye out for that because we would love for pandas to send in questions to ask these interviewers or interviewees. Uh, so we're really excited for that. And then lastly, like, thank you guys again for letting me be on here to talk about like how deep the show is and thank you to all the pandas that texted me starting like at six in the morning just super excited to like hear what i had to say <laughs> like, i never thought that my opinion about superhero stuff would be something that someone would look forward to like literally around the world so like literally like thank you guys so much for your energy and just uh it's, it was exciting. Like my heart, I typically come on here for fun, but my heart was actually racing because I just wanted to make sure that like what I had to say was value to you guys. So thank you so much. Oh yeah, dude, absolutely. The like I knew months ago that I wanted you on here for the the weekly episodes for this show, and then like as I'm watching the show, I'm like, Zoo's probably loving this. Zuzu's probably loving this. Zuzu loves this Dude, so the much. The AI's name was Zuzu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. They put you in the show. You didn't even know. The, the first That's message amazing. that I got was Zuzu in all caps before I saw this from Trevor. And I was like, what is that about? And then I saw I was like, oh. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's hilarious. All right, guys. Well, we're so happy to have you, Zuzu. Thank you for being here. And uh, we'll talk to you guys Sunday. Send in your feedback. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Stay whelmed. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.